This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Realestateagentsitrust.com. The Jay Severin Show. Act one in a multi-act play known as America. Act one seems now to draw to a close. What has it taught us? What does it suggest to us we can reasonably expect in Act 2 and Acts farther down the road? Sometimes this stuff is painful. I know. You know, however new to it you may be. But it's always painful for almost somebody all the time, especially if you're new at this. Last night I had to comfort two relatively new earthlings who for the first time were engaged deeply and personally, as one can be when you're that new and earthling, in the American Civic Circus Maximus process that, as we know, is bizarre and often hash and will break your hat. And I had to explain for the first time why you don't give up. Because Abraham Lincoln came out of this process. And John F. Kennedy came out of this process. And Ronald Reagan came out of this process. And our process is the worst in the world. It's the worst in the world. Except for all others. So now, we get up, we take stock, we look around, we assess what has come to pass, most of which we here at the Blaze Radio Network and the Jaily News pretty much knew in advance what would happen. I'm not sure we believed it, but you can't say we didn't know. And so we take stock. And we look heavenwards, or we look inwards, or we look wherever we look to take stock, and we say, okay, so this is what it feels like to make history. Uh, Where do I go next? Excelsior.
Welcome back, my dear friends. We are the Blaze Radio Network. I am Jay Severin. This is the Jaily News. It's an American tragic comedy, as America has always been. An American tragic comedy in several acts. Act one today. How are you feeling today? Do you feel good or do you feel bad today about this process? Or somewhere in between? I know that you are unique. You know it to be true. I tell you every day that you are unique, and you are. But that doesn't mean we are unique in all respects. In one respect in which we are not, each of us unique, is to know the bitter, sometimes shocking, oftentimes truly painful and disruptive feeling of engaging for the first moment this notion that not only is our guy not going to be the guy, but maybe the guy who's going to be the guy is someone we think is terrible. Terrible for our country, terrible to our thinking, terrible I mean, well, we don't say this out loud, perhaps. Let me say it. You know, we've done our job. In addition to doing the job we're here to do, and let me know when you figure out what that is. But whatever job we're put here to do, we're busy doing our best to do that, aren't we? And on top of that, we have volunteered to get involved in the business of making history of putting our blood and guts out on the line, not like someone in uniform does, but as a citizen does, as a patriot does. And you are a patriot. And as a patriot, you care about this stuff. And in the last several hours, the things about which you care have been yanked and jerked around violently perhaps such that it's left you feeling angry and yanked about and jerked about and very disillusioned. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm hoping you'll tell me. We have a phone number for that purpose, one that though you're speaking to America and beyond, I always feel like we're just speaking on the cell phone, you and me. And to our our partners who are listening in, about to speak their piece. one 3393 Now this is a very junior, by definition, a very junior version of the remarks I may have to make on November 7th. And believe me when I tell you, I don't want to have to make those. But I think you'll recall that since we've been together on the Blaze Radio Network, and for those of us who have been together much longer, and and many of us have, you know that I've said when 
I no longer believe Hillary Clinton is going to be the next president of the United States. I'll let you know. I will gleefully inform you when I believe that's not going to happen. That's not the news I've called you here today on The Blaze to deliver to you. Neither is it the news that I think that that's a sure thing. It has always been a proposition ranging near the 50-50 mark. And in the most very general circumstance, I don't think that has changed. I know many of us think that it has changed radically overnight based on what has happened overnight. Best and brightest, you are more than you will ever know my friends and my family right alongside next to the one I wake up and go to bed with. I try to be worthy of you every day. And I try to tell you the truth always. Yesterday was Tuesday. Yesterday was super Or was it Pooper Tuesday? You see, the beauty and simultaneous ugliness of this is only you can answer that question. So my first question to you today is, and it may be the only question we need, or maybe it's too soon, too raw, too sensitive. Maybe you would rather not talk about it yet. But my question is, was yesterday Super Tuesday or was yesterday Pooper Tuesday and why? And how definitive what has happened, Not sorry, not what's happened, what has culminated? Because we've, in advance, talked about virtually every possibility there is, haven't we? And I'm enjoying it immensely. I hope you are. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. But in any case, I am always immensely satisfied speaking to the brightest radio audience there is about what we think is going to happen or what is happening to us at the moment. What happened to us, if anything, since we were together yesterday afternoon? What happened last night? We all know what happened. I guess I really mean... What do you think it means? Where are we differently than we were when last we spake, you know, 22 hours, 23 hours ago? What did yesterday represent? A tidal change or a tsunami? Was something yesterday we knew was coming and it came in the form we more or less expected it? And now we... You know, uh, the uh, the lunch we laid out is all wet and our clothing is wet because we didn't account for the tide coming in, even though we knew it was on its way. Or is it far more profound than that? And were we taken much more greatly by surprise than that? Either way, we make history together every day and we made history together last night. 
And where we stand right now is in a number of places. I hope you will tell me. I hope you will tell me where we stand. I'll open with this bid. The Republican National Committee has been granted half its wish. Half its wish. Ted Cruz is out of the race. Um, And the RNC did it without having to become a monster and pervert totally the democratic process, right? By changing what a majority is, anything like that. So already they have half of their wish. Now, now the RNC stands by and watches as the other half of their nightmare, Donald Trump, waltzes away with the nomination of their party and with it, the definition and control of the Republican Party of the United States. Is that really what they're going to do? The Jay Severin Show, only on the Blaze Radio Network. The founder of this company, 10 years ago, was trying to sell his house. He's, you know, he's kind of an important guy. And he said to his wife, if this is what it's like for us, how do people who have no clout ever get around this? So he started a company and it went into business, I think, three years ago. Their deal is, their word is their bond. And they are people that listen to this show. They are just like you. Now, how can I say that? Because I'm the founder of the company. Real estate agents, I trust.com. On the Blaze Radio Network. My partners, the Blaze Radio Network, Glenn Beck, all of the people with whom and for whom I work in a very proud enterprise, fully engaged in the most, in the proudest historical process there is that humans control. Who leads the United States of America, which still leads the world which still leads the world. That's how important, in the end, notwithstanding our personal preferences, however strong they are, our bitter disappointments, however strong and sincere they are, we are making the decisions about who leads America, who leads the world You know the Christians getting slaughtered in the Middle East by the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands? No, me neither, really. I'm pretty sure I know the results of the NHL playoffs last night, but I'm not sure I could tell you within 25,000 how many Christians have died this week for... Some of them are eight years old. How Christian can they be? Of course, the answer to that question is, as Christian as Joan of Arc, as Christian as Jesus, because 
if you die for something, you're about as much that thing as you can be. And here are families and children dying because they happen to have been born into a tribe, which includes faithfulness to a God to which other people object. And so they're going to come kill them. I'm sorry. U.S. politics is adequately morbid on its own. I really don't need to add this. What I'm trying to point out is we're choosing whether or not to stop that. We're not, we're not doing that. That's not a topic on the show today unless you want it to be. one 888 I have a lot of other such topics that we never talk about that we don't need to talk about right now or ever. If you don't want, maybe that's my fault. The point is America leads the world. If the world ever gets there, it will have been led there by America and Americans. And we are Americans. We choose who leads America and America leads the world. That's how important what we talk about is. All of the kidding aside. Yes, I have so many things to talk with you about today. I have been up all night thinking about this, as many of us have, and I, I can't wait to get to it. But today is the day when the phone rings. I answer the phone because the direction in which we ought to go is quite naturally the direction in which you are going to take us, by definition. John from my adopted home state of Colorado. Mr. Severn. John Boy. Hey, well, kind of took the wind out of my sails with with that with the uh, in with the intro there. Um, God bless him and God help him, and you know I hope we can continue to do everything that we can to uh, help those help those poor folks out. Yes, and anyone else who you know deserves our help, which God knows is almost everybody, but within the realm of practicality, we can help. You know, neither can we be the Red Cross for the world. Right, definitely. But I was just going to say that, you know, I I, uh, I feel kind of ripped off by, by, uh, by, uh, Ted, by, uh, by uh, Ted Cruz. You know, um, it was, what, two, three days ago he said he was going to stay in it until the end. And then yes. all of a sudden he just drops out. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like going to see a like an overhyped movie that promises everything, and you go there, yeah, you buy the yeah. overpriced soda, the popcorn, and then it just doesn't deliver. You know, I want, I want, I, I want my money back. I want my refund. Well, I think that's I think that's a, I think that's a really great sentiment. That would ring in our family, and I mean, when I was growing up, that was almost like a family line. I want my money back. Or as my father actually made it into a, I don't know where it came from exactly, but it was, the postscript was, you'd complain about what whatever it is you were complaining about. And then when you finished, you know, he, he would say, not unsympathetically, but he'd say, and you're not getting your money back. You know, like <laughs> to add insult to injury, not only is all of this true, but neither are you getting your money back. You are right. By the way, the best single article that I've come across, I wish I had much more time uh, to read. I wish I just need five years off to read and I could be worthy of you. 
Um, Byron York in the Washington Examiner, John. The, okay. the 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 quick album lines there are the the you know the the what they call it the something lines the shoulder notes the whatever they are the um, Cruz took too many beatings too badly too close together too soon before Indiana and the turn towards some more favorable states. That's where Cruz died. He took too many savage beatings, too close together, too soon before Indiana, and then that's when he lost something he should have won. Wisconsin is like Indiana, but he didn't win. The Blaze Radio Network. Show. On the Blaze Radio Network, partners are on the phone on one of the most important and fascinating days together we have ever had. The people, as the people say, have spoken. What does it mean? What did it mean? What does it mean at this instant to you? And what does it mean going forward? I think I can answer some of those. I know you can. I just wish to elaborate for a moment on what John from my adopted home state of Colorado said. He had to leave us, but I didn't quite get time in to recommend to you fully Byron York's column today in the Washington Examiner. The thesis, there there are a few, but, but the central thesis of which is and 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 I I hope I hope you find it interesting at this level. I always you you give me what I've dreamt of. You give me an audience to whom I can talk up. If I were in a room with Doug Schoen and a few other people, and someone was about to proffer an analysis of what happened, <clears throat> someone like Doug or Byron York would say, or you would say this. When you look back the last several weeks, Ted Cruz took too many bad beatings. Not just too many beatings, but too many. Too many in prominent states spaced together so that the media was almost continuously for two months. Ted Cruz gets the snot beaten out of him. Beaten snotless, Cruz looks to reestablish footing. Cruz, crap beaten out of him. These are the things that some of us are have been, with greater regularity, attacking me for reporting to you, as if I'm writing the headlines. Or if somehow by not reporting to you the headlines, you'll think that he's doing better than he is. Because think of the joy of it. Think, think how childlike, joyously childlike it is. If I don't tell you that the media in, say, the state of Indiana, maybe you don't read Indiana media. I do. 
I do because you pay me to do it. I would do it anyway, but I do it especially because you pay me to do it. So I could come to you each day and say, you know, this state that's going to vote tomorrow, would you like to hear what the people who live in that state think about each of the candidates? And some of us get angry at me for reporting to you what the headlines and editorial writers are saying in that state to give you a sense, an anticipatory sense of of what people are feeling there. Cruz took too many bad beatings. All of these adjectives are very important, separately and collectively. Cruz took too many bad beatings, too close together, too soon, before Indiana. One more time. Ted Cruz took too many bad beatings, too close together, too soon, before Indiana, and the turn toward Indiana and some better states there, Nebraska and others. That, according to Byron York, and I do not disagree, and in fact, we talked about this as it was happening. We, more frankly, talked about it before it was happening. This is where this died. This is... This is where most likely this died. It was a space between Wisconsin where Ted Cruz ran a brilliant campaign, a ground game, an air game, everything you could do. Ted Cruz went into Wisconsin. He had Trump on the hook right up until the night before Wisconsin. Trump was saying, I'm going to win Wisconsin. we're going to win, we're going to beat Cruz. He had this bass on the line. And he won. Ted Cruz won. And Trump flopped into the boat, flippy floppy, flippy floppy into the boat. There was nothing he could do. And then it all went south. And then in the course of the next five, six weeks, Ted Cruz got beaten He got beaten badly. He got beaten badly every week. He got beaten badly too close together. He got beaten badly too close together too soon to the next place where he could win. And somewhere along the line, given the way that politics works in real life, on which I am licensed to speak to you, The way politics works in real life is no matter who you are and no matter how much you may be ahead, if indeed you are, if you get beaten snotless for weeks and then beaten snotless, then beaten snotless, then beaten snotless, two things are true. You have no snot and you are beaten. And after being beaten snotless for several weeks, badly, leading up to another state, it's not Wisconsin anymore. And you know what? Indiana was Wisconsin. Indiana favored Ted Cruz in every possible respect. Do you know what changed Wisconsin into Indiana? The fact that Ted Cruz 
took too many beatings, too badly, too close together, too soon between Wisconsin and Indiana. And what happened, and you can call me Ray, you can call me Jay, you can call me, hey, don't call me gay, and don't call me late for lunch. Call me what you wish, but I'll tell you this. Again, as we were discussing days before Indiana, Ted Cruz should not have been fight. Remember where you heard this last? (coughs) Pardon me. More importantly, remember where you heard it first? Ted Cruz should not be fighting this hard, this late in the game, this close for Indiana. Now, we said that about a week out. Said, you know, these initial numbers for Ted Cruz don't look good. He shouldn't have to be struggling in Indiana. He just shouldn't have to fight this hard. I mean, good for him, but he just shouldn't be this close and having to fight this hard. Indiana's a natural for him. (coughs) Pardon me and pardon me. What's the problem? And here's the problem. At this point, what Ted Cruz absolutely needed was a dose of something as easy as sailors can pick up at Fleet Landing Naples. Only it's something slightly different. It's it's an STD. Only it's a socially transmitted dynamic. This STD is a socially transmitted dynamic. It has another name. Mo. Mo. You can have the big Mo. You can have the little Mo. But you've got to have the Mo. And the Mo, the Mo's surname is Mentum. Call me Mr. Mentum. But please call me. You need Mo Mentum and the orchestra. And the momentum that Ted Cruz needed to move into Indiana, he didn't have. He had zero mo. And it cost him. And as we knew, because we talked about this almost ceaselessly, but we also knew more than anybody else, didn't we? We knew in advance, not only that Ted had to have Indiana, we knew why. And we knew why not. And I recommend to you Byron York's piece in today's Washington Examiner, uh, very, very accessible to you for free online. Now, I've also got some brilliant uh, tweets here, and I've, uh, <clears throat> I can't do everything. Some of them are mine, by the way, from last night. Jonathan is beating me up for saying badly, badly beaten, beaten, badly, badly beaten. And, in, and I suppose I did repeat myself. <clears throat> I hope it was to good uh it was to good form. And Mike says, I'm not feeling very unifying right now. Every time I hear unify, I wish to rebel out of spite. How about a month of mourning? Well that's okay with me. Uh of course we don't have a second to waste, but I know exactly how you feel. And I'm not the unifying sort, but I'm guilty of it. I have done it. 
God, forgive me. I am guilty of having unified. And and I'll probably be guilty of it again. Because unless I'm compromising my principles to the point that 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 I'm decapitating someone and then looking around and saying, "Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. What am I doing here? Am I decapitating someone for the for the good of what? For the for the good of what? You know, so you one needs to be careful about these things because the devil can sneak up on us, as we know. But I don't mind saying beaten so many times because that's what happened, and that explains last night. All right, what else happened last night? What else does it mean? Does it mean both? Yesterday we said that the nomination process has been overblown, but the campaign process has not. Last night, what we saw, did that establish what we said? Did that validate what we said yesterday? That is to say, is the nomination not really yet over, but that the campaign kind of is? I won't make you wait. Yes! Jay Severin. The Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jay Severin Show. And you are my partners on the Blaze Radio Network. I just received a tweet from Danielle, which uh, disturbed me substantially. Although I know you would argue I have been substantially disturbed for some time. Uh, <clears throat> Danielle says, I, that's it, I've had it. I mean, there are many reactions along this spectrum, as you might imagine, the day after <clears throat> an election day or a, or a significant Uh, a particularly significant one. Danielle's reaction is, I've had it, I'm out. I quit. I don't have to care. That's a quote. I don't have to care. And I wrote back, wow, what a luxury. You don't have to care. Danielle, a lot of us don't have that luxury. A lot of us don't have that luxury. A lot of us, even if we would rather watch baseball and we'll still fit that in, thank God, uh, we don't have the luxury of saying we don't care. I'm not criticizing you, darling. This is not a criticism aimed at you. It's just I know that you share the mindset of many today who say, you know what, that's it. I put my heart and soul and time into this and I don't like what I see for one reason or another and I've had it. I'm out. <clears throat> can you, I ask you this really not to be selfish or self-absorbed. I can manage that on my own. I ask you this, Danielle, seriously, because you're one of the smartest people who writes to the show, who partners with the show. 
I founded my grade school civics club and newspaper. Skip, have I ever mentioned that before that you recall? No, I don't think so. So I'm glad I take this opportunity to mention it. Danielle, I have been following on a day-to-day, the, the way a, a young child or a deeply disturbed adult might follow the performance of professional, the professional bowling tour. Or, or you know, or the baseball box scores every day. If you're a seven-year-old and you're like you're scoring the baseball game at home, sitting in front of the television set with the score sheet, okay, that's what I've been like for politics and media since I was six or seven years old. For my eighth, seventh or eighth birthday, I requested a subscription uh, to it was either the Times or the Wall Street Journal. Uh, there's something not right about that. If you're a normal seven-year-old boy, you know, you don't you don't ask for a newspaper for your birthday. But then I've never, never really pretended to be normal. I'm just saying to you, it disturbs me greatly when someone bright as you says, I give up, I don't need to care. I think we all need to care, especially now. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, what went wrong? It's a trick question. Nothing went wrong. Nothing went wrong because we, together, here, yesterday spelled out exactly what would happen. So, in a sense, if it's that predictable, nothing went wrong. On the other hand, if we mean, what went wrong? Well, that's a much longer story. What went wrong? I take it from that you were for Ted Cruz, are for Ted Cruz. As I am, not as I was, as I am, as I was, as I have been, as I am, as I will be until the nomination is decided, which it's not. Because yesterday here we said the nomination has been misreported. The nomination is not going to be over. Whatever happens tonight, the nomination will not be over. The campaign may look largely over, but the nomination will not be determined, we said here 24 hours ago. So what went wrong? Well, on the one hand, nothing. If on the other hand you mean what went wrong because everything we knew and said would happen happened, I it's hard for me to answer that question because that means it went right, technically speaking. Or if you mean what went wrong, my guy didn't win. Well, that we need to talk about. Veritas? 
Welcome back. I love you, and I love working for you, and we are the Blaze Radio Network. I am Jay Severin. This is the Daily News. Every day, uh, Americana in two acts, a tragic comedy of Americana, uh, uh, Americana. This is Act 2 for today. one 888 900 What went wrong last night? I wish to repeat, if since we were able to sit here and describe exactly what was going to happen, not just last night, we sat here and described weeks ago what was going to happen on each successive Tuesday. Did we not? I mean... Is this rude to ask? Have you become so accustomed to knowing the future that you are beginning to resent me for it? Would you rather not know the future? Would you rather not know what's going to happen? Are you now blaming me, the sage, for telling you what's going to happen? And by the way, this is not me. You knew this stuff. You didn't need me. You knew this stuff was going to happen. We knew yesterday what was going to happen last night. So what went wrong? Well, whatever went wrong, went wrong a long time before yesterday, didn't it? Now, what went wrong? Well, do you mean, did you have the wrong candidate? No, you didn't. I don't care who you were for. You, unless you were for Hillary, unless you were for any Democrat ever in your life. Other than that, you, you didn't have the wrong candidate. That's just not a possibility. You, you did not have the wrong candidate. What went wrong last night? Well, something went right. One candidate in historic constitutional fashion defeated another. And so what's wrong with that? What's wrong to you is that your guy didn't get as many votes as the other guy. I know my guy didn't get as many votes as the other guy. And so I guess I'd say that's what happened, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't presume to say that's what went wrong. Because when one candidate gets more votes than another candidate, we have a term in law for this. It's called democracy. Now, what else could have gone wrong last night and in the last several weeks and months and as of today? What went wrong? I'm not dismissing the notion something might have gone wrong. Let's figure it out. What went wrong? Other than the fact that the other candidate got more votes than you did. What went wrong? Was it sunspots? Was it sudden fluctuations in the bond market? Uh, could it have been the disappearance of, uh, or the, 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 the reactivity of Boko Haram in sub-Saharan Africa, kidnapping people? Was it that, perhaps? Was it controlled by other unforeseen 
unreliable, uncontrollable, unknown factors. Could it be that? Or, or could it be that we had an election and somehow one candidate, not yours, was able to appeal to more voters than the other candidates? Because that's how I feel. I, I don't think anything went wrong. I think there may be something wrong with my country when a vulgarian lout like Donald Trump appeals to more people than Ted Cruz. But I'm also no longer six years old, despite the compelling evidence to the contrary. So many hours broadcast from this location each week. But I I would say that if we really want to look at bratishness uh, uh, and, and, and childlike behavior, how about this notion that something went wrong? Something is wrong. Something's wrong. Something went wrong with the system because your guy didn't win. Now, I'm just curious. Could there be other reasons? And I know that, and this is the thing that ought to shame you. See, I can't reach through the microphone and slap you, uh, though I'd like to. Not not everybody, clearly, but some of us need a good slapping. Since I can't slap you, I can only try to shame you back into some sense of self-dignity. What do you mean something went wrong? When you go to a ball game and the other team wins... Did something go wrong? Well, I I guess. I guess in sport, you're allowed that. Yes, something went terribly wrong. The other team scored more points. It went horribly wrong. You lost. Last night, something went terribly wrong. The other candidate won more votes than we did. Ah, ah, something went terribly wrong. Could there be other, I'm just, I know I'm just casting about wildly here, but before we take a break, could I just make use of the license I hope you grant me to pursue Veritas and and see if there is a question worth asking here that might lead us on a road to enlightenment of some some little kind? What else? could have gone wrong last night. Could it possibly be? I, I just, again, I know it's crazy, but it could, could it possibly be that one candidate was more appealing to the people who voted than the other candidate was? Could, I'm sorry, don't, I'm glad I have this wire fence up here, like in the honky-tonk bars, you know, I, I so you can't throw the beer bottle directly at my head. Could it possibly be that one candidate that you and maybe I view as a vulgarian and a lout? Someone that we can't even in a cartoon strip imagine playing the role of president of the United States. Won a big election in a big state last night. 
Could it possibly be because the voters of that state preferred that candidate to yours? I know it's terribly insulting to have to listen to language like this. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Could it be that the other candidate spoke of issues, however loudishly, in a manner such that it appealed to more voters than your candidate managed to appeal to. I know it's a terrible, stupid, awful, terrible thing to think, but is it possible? My question to you is, and I don't care what you say to me today because I care exactly about what you say to me every day. So the reason you can't insult me today and the reason you can't make me angry and the reason you can't make me stop loving you today And the reason you just can't do anything today to make me angry with you is that I love you because you care. And if some of us are being irrational because we care, then I'm certainly not going to become angry or disillusioned because of that. I salute you that you care enough to become angry. But at some point, at some point, to get your membership card to the Blaze Radio Network punched, you're going to have to admit that what you find so terribly wrong about what happened last night was that you played a ball game and you lost. This is Jay Severin Severin. on the Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network, I love you and you can't make me not love you today. I know you're angry uh, and be angry. That's what I'm here for. Beat the snot out of me. Since Ted isn't available anymore, since he's already snotless, go ahead, beat the snot out of me. By the way, I thought of another possibility. I know it's crazy. It's really out there, but... Could the reason that Ted Cruz didn't win is that he wasn't a very good candidate? I've been asking that question for, and actually been putting it in a declarative form for a few months now. You know why? Because I can. Because that's what I did for a living for uh, years longer than some of you have been alive. But I, <clears throat> he's not a good candidate. He's a great man. He's a genius. He'd be a great president. I hope he still becomes president. I am now beginning to wonder, and we'll talk about this. That's up to you. one 3393 is a good bet. I heard this today. Somewhere else. I can't remember. I hear this. Was it on CNN? 
Was it on radio? Anyway, right now, if you could pick, would you rather Ted be cut loose to swim in that great school of fish that are out there that might at some point resurface and go through all of this again and try again after all of this to become the party nominee for president? Or would you prefer that Ted Cruz be appointed to the United States Supreme Court? And despite the capricious bufferings and dalliances and disloyalties and abandonments of the prostitutes working in a place called Congress, you'd have a guy that would be on the United States Supreme Court. He'd be the next Antonin Scalia. I don't say that lightly. And he'd be there for, God willing, he'd be there for 30 or 40 years. Would would what you, I dare say I, if you're still speaking to me, what what we care about, would it be better served at this point, at this point? Would what we care about be better served at this point by the appointment of Ted Cruz to Justice Cruz? At this point, I would take that deal in a New York second. Because I frankly don't think Ted Cruz is going to be president of the United States. I think this was it. Now, I'm not saying it's over. Ted's best chance of being president is right now, is fighting for this and still something happening now, tomorrow, between now and the convention, something still happening that makes Ted Cruz the nominee. As I said yesterday, which keeps getting buried underneath the part-time hate you've decided to rent out for the weekend or for the week because things didn't go the way you wanted and you need someone to blame and you're blaming me. As I said yesterday, I think this notion of the nomination being over is very overblown. I don't think the nomination is over. I think the campaign is largely over. I think the reportage of the campaign is largely over. I think the way this is going to be cast as a uh, contest for the nomination, I think that's largely over. But you know what I don't think is over? I don't think the nomination is over. I don't think Trump has this yet. I don't think he's nearly got it. And I think Ted could still get it. And I'm still for him as I always have, as I always have been for him. I especially like getting a hate tweets from people who didn't know who Ted Cruz was, who thought Ted Cruz was Tom Cruise's brother in a minor movie that Tom Cruise first made a year and a half ago 
there are people tweeting me now about how I'm how I'm being disloyal to Ted Cruz, who thought Ted Cruz was Tom Cruz's older brother eight months ago. When I was writing the guy a check, when my family was going up standing in line, waiting to see the guy in the middle of the night up in New Hampshire. He is my guy. He will forever be my guy. If he can be president, it's to be gotten gotten now. But if he doesn't get it now, is it worth considering? Is it worthy of your consideration whether justice Ted Cruz is worthy of your consideration? Because right now, like in any casino, the casino in casinos, the casino of life, consider it Justice Ted. Severin. Excelsior. The Blaze Radio Network. On the Blaze Radio Network. Radio partners, and however angry about me you or at me you are, uh, I I hope we can both get over it. Uh, Why do I say that? Because what do you think? I'm not angry at you too? When I serve you faithfully and... I break my ass to do this job right and bring you more information than anybody else does on any other radio show in America and deliver. You think that, what, is that, well, that's either my native genius or the fact that it's my native genius combined with the fact that I work really hard 18, 20 hours a day so that there's nothing that I miss. There's nothing I don't write down, think about, and know so that you know it before anybody else. And now, because I'm telling you what I think is happening, Veritas and all of that, and we're for the same guy, many of us, but now all of a sudden you hate me because our guy lost? I mean, the, the range of tweets, the sentiments expressed are unworthy of you, not me, you. I guess you, not all of us, but a number of us expect me to whore for whatever candidate we pick. I won't do that. Why do you think I'm here? Why do you think I left doing that? I'm here to report to you, to analyze for you, to proffer to you the news of the day, the analysis, the things I think are happening before other people even begin to think about it. And that we have done, that we do. 
that we shall continue to do. But I must tell you, and look, look, if anybody's guilty, it's me of being too sensitive. Because you know what? Out of, if I get, I don't know how many hundred tweets a day, instead of getting one or two a day that say I'm a sellout, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm selling out Ted Cruz, I've always been for Trump. Instead of getting one of those a day or two, I'm now getting... Four. So you would say, well, what do you know, Jay, you know, come on, tighten up here. Don't be such a baby. Or I could say, yeah, but that's a that's a 100 percent increase in, in people who aren't with me. Look, I just do take seriously what you think. I take seriously what we do here. I think, you know, I tell you the truth or at least the truth as I believe it. And I I don't know how long I've been here now, but uh, every day I engage you, the most interested, interesting, brightest, and thus most potentially lethal audience, you know, because if I screw up or... I don't know what I'm talking about. There are a fairly goodly number of people here ready to tear my lungs out, aren't there? And that's as it should be. That's as it should be. But let me know the first time I was wrong. I mean, now wrong is fine, you know. I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be wrong, but they tell me it's not terrible. But I mean, when you're accused of like stealing something from someone else, or if you're, uh, you know, accused of lying or something like that, well, that's never happened. So I'm okay with that. But I must say that this, these last several days, This campaign is bringing out the emotion in all of us because I don't know why you think I would ever, if I tell you I'm for Ted Cruz, I'm for Ted Cruz. I have no, what do you think, I get a bonus? I don't, if if I'm for Ted Cruz, I'm for Ted Cruz, period. I made the decision. The day I ever work anywhere and I don't make that decision, Someone else will be happy to have me. Whether I'm right or wrong, as long as I'm honest. But I've never ever uttered a molecule to you that I that wasn't true. And if it were a prediction, it turned out to be true. <clears throat> and if it didn't, then that's not lying because I was predicting. And if you don't get a prediction right, you don't get a prediction right. What I'm trying to say is this campaign is bringing out, I guess what I'm really trying to say is I am ultimately a reconciler, not a weakling, but a reconciler. I want us to be on the same page. And eventually I want us to kiss and make up. I always believe that's the best thing. Shaking and forgiving right away is always the best thing. And ultimately I'm happy that this is making some of us so excited, this election. 
because it shows how much you care. And I think that's a very good thing. Sandy from Georgia. Still there? Yes, I am. Sandy, thank you for your patience. You're very welcome. What's on your mind, my dear? Well, um, I was calling originally to tell you um, that uh, yesterday when I heard that Ted was dropping out, I felt like I was like going through some sort of grief stages there, but it went really fast because today I've been great. As a matter of fact, I was still stress-free today. (laughs) Well, you're recovering better than a lot of us, so I congratulate you. Is it vitamins? Uh, No, I think what it is is I went and prayer deleted all the news sources off my Facebook and I (laughs) cried last night. (laughs) I stayed up till three o'clock in the morning watching the news and just got it all out of my system. And, (laughs) and I agree with you. Um, Ted Cruz, Supreme court, that would be amazing. It, It would, before you move on, can I just relate to you for my sake? For a moment, can you be my confessor for a moment? What you just talked about, your disappointment last night? Yes. My oldest is 14. She begged to do every extra chores, to do all kinds of things, so her mother would drive her up to New Hampshire from here to stand in line for hours to go see Ted Cruz. It's her first love affair. She doesn't have boyfriends yet. She's kill me if she she's home. Man, I'm going to hear about this. But, Sandy, she doesn't have boyfriends yet. She has other ardent interests. Uh, but her outside ardent interest of the adult realm is that she has, for the first time, gotten the political bug. And so, as probably only a 14-year-old girl can... She became vested in Ted, as I have. I mean, as a lot of us have. Depending on, could be any number of candidates. I just don't mean Ted here. I'm just saying by coincidence, you know, happened to be Ted. And it somehow followed Sandy in her mind that if I care so much about someone and recognize about someone so much that they're so good and so right, And it would be so fair and so right that they be thusly recognized by other people and that they win. The notion that they would not win, well, that was unthinkable, Sandy. And last night I had in my arms, and again, a mixed blessing, at least least I had her there, you know, which is a... A a decreasing opportunity, you know, as she gets into her teen years. But but I would this be your little twerking girl? Yeah, yeah. Same (laughs) one. Thank you. Bless you. Same one. And I had to explain for the first time the inexplicable, which I obviously couldn't. And they, you know, and uh, being asked these existential questions. I mean, how how could this be true? You know, Daddy, Trump's an idiot. You, you know, how could, <laughs> do I live in a world where 
you know, people think that that guy, and again, I'm, I apologize for all the Trump supporters. It's really not about who is who here. It's really a matter of family. And Sandy, you know what I'm talking about, you know. So it was, it was like, do I, do I have the world wrong, Daddy? You know, what, what, what did I get wrong? How could that guy, how could that guy be the winner and my guy who is smart and humble and and is the things you know you taught us to be well, how you know to, it really truly is for her an existential upset in the universe i understand and i think right it's how we all if we're lucky if we're lucky sandy it's how we all come to see it because it's like love in you know it's if you're lucky, you learn to care. If you're lucky, you get your heart broken. Because the alternative is, you know, an unbroken heart forever is a heart that hasn't loved. Am I right? Yes, you are. And Ted Cruz was actually my first political love affair, too. So I well, totally I'm sorry. get it. <laughs> No, no, I am because I'm. Old, but I totally get yeah, it. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm for him, and I've been through this so many times, on a paid and an unpaid basis. And of course, everyone thinks that if he's your client, you don't care, because the the common mythology here is, well, of course, you get a big fat check every month. What do you really care other than whether he survives to send you another monthly check? And while I'm not going to say that's immaterial to me. Uh, it is how I, you know, fed my family. The, the fact is, there were a bunch of us who did this work, and I assume still are, who, uh, I mean, I know Doug Schoen and myself and others with whom I worked out of the Garth School. We took work for candidates who had less a chance and had far less money because we liked them and thought they would be better for the country. And, you know, and I could have taken the other guy. He would have made my record look better and I would have made more money. But I took the underdog uh, because you do. And everything that that's about is why she was crying last night and you were crying today. And I love you both for crying. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network. It's the Jay Severin Show on the Blaze Radio Network. My dear partners, there are so many things that can happen. I don't want to place false hopes in our heads or to be disrespectful to our, you know, the best of us and the best of our system by saying certain things. But would you allow me to just for a moment? You know, I have... I said about six months ago, and I wish to uh, restate, if Donald Trump wins the presidency, I believe it is better than 50-50. As we sit here, 
knowing nothing, I don't mean you, I mean me, as I sit here knowing nothing as of this moment, if Donald Trump becomes president, I think it's better than 50-50, probably about 60-40, that Donald Trump will be impeached in his first year as president. I think people who don't like Trump and incorrectly lay blame at someone else's door for how it is we came up with Trump, you know, because the Hollywood producers that give you gangster rap during the family hour and who give you Miley Cyrus uh, uh, performing virtual serial sex on men and calling it twerking, and the fact that at the time, like my 13-year-old knows what that is and knows what it's called, and I don't, okay? Somewhere along the line, this must be, sin must be paid. Something, this must be paid for. Somewhere along the line, if Donald Trump is president, I think in the first year, it's a pretty good chance he could be impeached. And then what happens? Would not Ted Cruz be in a perfect position, either because he's, what, he's vice president, or he's on the Supreme Court, or he's in the Senate, or he's in private life? There are so many things that can happen. Right now, to give up because of the vote in Indiana, because of the prospect, and it's all it is, the prospect that Trump could win the nomination. To give up on everything, don't. There are so many ways this can have what we love to call happy ending. Jay Severin on the Blaze Radio Network.